This podcast contains sexual themes and is intended for open-minded adults. If you're under the age of 18, you should stop listening now. You're listening to Sharing is Caring. In this podcast, we talk openly about our journey into the lifestyle, about opening our relationship and our lives to a whole new way of thinking. Come and share our adventures into sex positivity and ethical non-monogamy. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 23 of Sharing is Caring. I'm Kiwi. And I'm Sherry. Well, I say sharing is caring, but actually it's sharing the bed. It's a crossover. Here we have... Well, it's Mr. H here from the Bed Hoppers, along with... Mrs. H. Oh, also from the Bed Hoppers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've clearly finished each other's... Sentences! Sausages! I'm remembering this now. We're so good at this. We're well, almost... You tricked me into it before and I didn't know what I was supposed to say. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. Oh, Thank you for letting us crash your party. Hey, no, we're crashing your party. We're <laughs> actually on holiday down this direction and we got a lovely offer from Mr. and Mrs. H to come and spend some time with them. So we've had a very socially distant visit yeah. to eat lots of food and podcast from across the room. It's good. You're right down there, guys. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm not sure I would call that socially distant. <laughs> Can you pass the salt, please? <laughs> Go along. <laughs> we've been quite socially distant. We've been yeah. good. We've yeah. only occasionally touched them, and even then it's with a uh, like a hand mounted on a stick. <laughs> Tie the gin and tonics at the end of a broom and just... Shove it across the table. We use the pets by proxy to touch. Yeah, we've just been writing notes on Yoko's collar and sending it to the other side of the room so that they can read the note. Our pets have loved them. We just haven't left them alone. I know, treacherous bastards. (laughs) We need to come and visit more just so we can play with your pets. pets. (laughs) And to see you guys. Yeah, yeah, thank (laughs) you. Thank you. So this is a update episode. It's a mini episode where we're going to talk a bit about where have we been and why haven't we been releasing so much lately and why won't we be releasing quite as regularly in the future. That sounds sad. (laughs) It is sad. It's sad, but also it's happy, I hope. It is, it is. I mean, one of the main reasons we haven't been doing much was the COVID, obviously. Like everyone, I hope, who have been cautious in these times, uh, we have been. But there's another reason. (laughs) Oh, tell us more. What's that other reason that you're talking about here? Sorry. <laughs> Feels so cheesy. <laughs> well, I'm pregnant. Ooh. Yay. 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 We thought she was just super hungry. Is, is there like a pregnancy song that people should sing? Like like happy birthday. Every sperm is sacred. Is that? No. no. That's probably not right, is it? <laughs> Every sperm is sacred. No. no. That's, that's anti-pregnancy, if anything. No, I think it's quite pro-pregnancy as a song. So, yeah. Well, you can sing that then. No, it just doesn't feel right <laughs> to be singing that. But congratulations to you both. Yay. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you knew already. You can't yeah. really miss it <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> Sherry, you've put on a lot of weight. <laughs> it's very localised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So for this episode, Mr. and Mrs. H are going to be asking us a few questions about, well, the pregnancy and how it's changed or has it changed our outlook on the lifestyle and various other aspects of our life. So my first question is, how do you get pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we saw each other from across the bar and I smiled and she smiled and then I winked. And the next thing I knew... (laughs) I've got a question first off then. All right. On a scale... Oh, and I wrote this down because I liked it. On a scale of pinto bean being very small to watermelon being very big, 
How pregnant are you? Oh, I'm not sure I'm a, at a watermelon on the stage quite yet. <laughs> You're pregnant, AF. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that you are the size of a Nintendo Entertainment System? Is that roughly the right size? <laughs> That's not a reference that works for a, a, me. A small shoebox? <laughs> These are all very square objects. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. How about, I'm quite round. Are you the size of a curled up Yoko? Well, I was with pinto beans and watermelons, smaller. which are both spherical. So I think know. a coconut, a green coconut. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's not ripe yet. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's not ripe. <laughs> Coconuts that's usually quite. are green when they're on the tree. And then yeah. it's just in the supermarket that they're all brown and huskless. So oh. would you say that you, you're beyond having a mild case of pregnancy and have it? Yeah, a- I'm properly big now. Third trimester big. And Aww. feeling like it as well. You look sensational. Yes. Thank you. Definitely. Glowing, in fact. I'm like, you're the picture of health. That's because we what... painted it with luminescent paint. <laughs> <laughs> and also month and month without any alcohol would do yeah. that to you. <laughs> and healthy eating. Yeah, trying. <laughs> but sitting here, you'd hardly tell. It's hidden under the table. So the top half of you just looks, well, your boobs look a lot bigger. Yeah. I'm quite happy with that. Aww. That was said with a big grin on my face. You can't hear that through the <laughs> microphone. But No, there yeah. is a song for that, which is something about a lovely bunch of coconuts. Maybe. <laughs> How, what's it been like having bigger boobs? Has that been fun? Oh, it's been great. I've loved it. At first, they were quite painful. So I, I liked the look of them, but I couldn't really touch them or have Kiwi touch them. <laughs> it was a hard time. It was troubling. <laughs> so quite it was literally. So I got through it, you know, and... This, this whole traumatic experience that I'm going through at the moment. And, and there's this whole lockdown, but not being able to touch Sherry's boobs was is the hardest. Because they were looking better than before, but no touching. No touching. <laughs> Have you been taking loads of pictures, though? No. No, we haven't, actually. What, of Kiwi not touching them? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine her just taking loads of topless <laughs> selfies and just sending them over, but still with no touchy. <laughs> I've taken one selfie recently, but that's all. Yeah. No, this we, is a good time to take lots of photos and remember how your body changed. We've taken photos every week of my body changing, oh, that's but good. not sexy one. Ah. Yeah, just normal pictures. Challenge accepted. <laughs> we did have quite a good discussion last night about taking some of the same poses or photos when you weren't pregnant, but with your pregnant body and yeah. having the comparison next to each other. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a good, like, you, like a morph gif that you could have. So it animates and it sort of does all this whizzy bang stuff. The likes of which I'm demonstrating with my hands, but for listeners out there, you can't see me talking about. It was very whizzy bangy. Yeah, thank you. Whizzy I appreciate bang. that. Miss H, you've got more questions. <clears throat> oh, I do. Yeah, because I wrote all these questions down for I once. know, right? Prep. I know. How did it feel to be prepped, Mrs. H? Wait, hang on. Is this preparation you're, you're, you're turning like more questions on me. <laughs> uh, no, I was I was really interested um, to find out how pregnancy has kind of affected your play style so far. And obviously there's been a pandemic, which, you know, will significantly affect anyone's play style anyway, you would hope. Can I jump in on this one a little bit as well yeah, we and, do. and add to it? How has it affected your play style with other people and together? Mm, well, the question was very aspects. big anyway. It was like a big question. Which yeah, I there's was another six, six sentences to go before we've got to the end of this question. <laughs> <laughs> the question is is many parts, but yes, generally speaking, I was wondering how it affected your play style in terms of, you know, you obviously, you know, you practice non-monogamy. <clears throat> Has that now changed things? Are you, you know, are you changed how you, you intend to play in the future? Have you, does it change how you play now? That kind of thing. Oh, Sherry, you're very good at handling big things, so I'll let you <laughs> kick off with us. <laughs> well, my lib- libido has been um, affected quite a bit by the pregnancy. Uh, not for the best, 
unfortunately. Uh, Other than sporadic moments of it just jumping through the roof. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it has had up and downs, but mostly downs, I would say. First trimester, I felt a bit crap, feeling uh, morning sickness and just not being great in my body. So that didn't help. Second trimester, I felt a bit better, but my libido was not great still. You should feel great in your body. You look beautiful. (laughs) And uh, now that I'm in third trimester, I just feel a bit like a whale. (laughs) I know I don't look like one, but um, the feeling is here. So it doesn't make me feel very sexy. Um, So in terms of play between us two, it's been a lot less than before, I would say. Yeah. But Kiwi's been very understanding, not forcing me, thankfully. Have you been writing <laughs> him IOU notes throughout the course of this? Has he got like a stack of them in his wallet ready to dish That's out? That's a great suggestion. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> no, but um, no, he's been really accommodating and uh, as you should. Yeah. But, uh, not everyone is as understanding, I guess. And we've, we've still had sex every so often, but yeah, on a smaller scale as before. But... I orgasm a lot more easier than before. That's definitely Ooh. true. So it's an upside to the whole thing, yeah. See, I can imagine myself abusing that <laughs> facility quite a lot. <laughs> have you been in that space? You just have to touch and suddenly... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not quite that easy. <laughs> that winking thing is true then. <laughs> Hands-free. So what's your outtake on it, Kiwi? Yeah, I, I definitely agree that your libido has dropped off a lot and... We're sadly not having as much sex as we were, but I think it's it's the right thing to do. And that's what, if you're not in the mood, then there's no point in us having sex just if I want to and you do it just for me, because then you won't enjoy it as well. And I feel like by trying to be as understanding as possible, that makes you feel like it's within your hands. It's your yeah. power of when you actually want sex and you will ask for it rather than me trying to pester you and pester you. And then you'll feel like, oh, I'm not in the mood at all. I don't want to do that at all. It's yeah. more likely to actually happen if I step back a bit more and keep letting you know that I'm interested, but not trying to push anything. That's so true, actually. I found that once you stepped back and just didn't try to initiate, um, it gave me the space to to feel like I wanted it and initiate myself a little bit. Not not often, but um, still, rather than feeling like I'm a prey and he's always trying and me having to f- fend him off. <laughs> Which hasn't happened really, but, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, no, I have to say no again. The fact that you give me the space to just be the one who comes for it. I think the important nice. thing is not just not initiating, but it's also letting you know that I am still interested in, I'd like to if you're in the mood, rather than you just feeling like I'm not interested at all, because that could make you feel like this is me just making assumptions about how you might feel, but mm. that might make you feel like I'm not interested at all. No, no, I certainly know that you're interested. You've been, <laughs> you've been really positive about my, my body as well, my new boobs. They're excellent, by the way. <laughs> they're good. I mean, they're, they're still quite small, but they're good shape for my body now. I think it's really important to consider as well that, you know, you've mentioned it already, but there is a bit of a COVID crisis going on across the globe. Mm. And that's put us all in very different positions and a different sort of mindset, really, because, you know, uh, we, we've found that we've kind of our whole sort of play situation, not outside because we're not playing with people, but our play with each other has been quite different. And it sort of took a bit of time to get into the uh, swing of things, really, with each other again, <laughs> in a way, <laughs> because you are locked down. You are with each other 24 hours a day. I think you guys have been working at home quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and it, that. It's going to have an impact because you're literally in each other's faces all the time. Um, most of the time, I think that's a really good positive thing. Mm. But you know, I'm sure there's moments where that might drive one to a level of insanity. I'm blinking three times. That means please send help. <laughs> huh. 
<laughs> I'll get you another drink. That's a help. <laughs> and, and we were in a very small flat until, well, last week, actually, when we moved to a much larger place. But it was a very small flat together. But I think we have found being in lockdown together to be very positive for our relationship and has brought us a lot closer rather than being at each other's throats and drawing us apart. And we're very lucky in that aspect because I know yeah. that's not true for everyone. I found that we turned into a, one of those sickeningly sweet couples. <laughs> no, Aww. you've always been sickeningly sweet. Oh, don't okay. worry, you're not turned into it. Uh, but I think the lockdown also didn't help with, with the libido because mm. um, as we've discussed before, uh, it's not just in your, your hormones. It's also getting ready to go out, prettying yourself up, mm. uh, making an effort. When you go out and seeing people, it's more stimulating as well. And we didn't have all, all those stimuli. Mm. So also, I think that probably didn't help. And not as much exercise. We went from going to the gym two, three times a week to, well, not going to the gym at all and just having the odd walk. Well, you're doing workouts most evenings, but having regular exercise really helps with libido as well. But you've also mentioned, and you snuck this, this in quite nicely, that you've moved house as well. So congratulations on the new Thank house. Thank you. Um, well done for moving and dealing with pregnancy and a global pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, overall, you've. I think that's the holy trifecta, isn't it? I was going to say, that's pretty... Like stressful things all up there in in the perfect storm of making people really stressed out. Like moving house in a pandemic isn't easy anyway. Oh. We had an unbelievable amount of stuff while living in a one bedroom flat. I don't know where we fit it all. I'm taking the blame. Well, you're going to get a whole <laughs> no a load more of unbelievable stuff with children. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we found out before lockdown as well before any of the coronavirus stuff hit and all kicked off, and we did play with people. A couple times while pregnant in the very, very early stages. Once was when we didn't actually know. Once was when we suspected but weren't completely sure. But we weren't really playing then. It was just kissing out at a, at a bar and things like oh, that. Yeah. And then once <laughs> was when we did actually know and we told them. Mm-hmm. And um, then it progressed and was a bit of play in the evening. But it was still super early when I wasn't showing at all. Yeah, you'd never know other than the fact that you weren't drinking. Yeah. Do you feel differently now that your body shape has changed so much? Do you think that's an impact on your decision not to, other than the pandemic? A little bit. um, I think it affects my self-confidence a little bit because I'm, well, obviously my body is not the same as before and I was quite happy with my body before. Also, the fact that I can feel the baby kick (laughs) inside, uh, sometimes even during sex, (laughs) it's a bit weird. Um, So that's a bit off-putting to me. It's like a weird unwanted threesome <laughs> but, but it's a great story to wheel out to the kids later on when they're older oh my god <laughs> no no do you think there's um an element of do you think the perception is different from other people that people might judge you for wanting to swing while you're pregnant and do you think people might judge you and think oh god you shouldn't be doing that now you're a mother to be you shouldn't be playing around with yeah, other people probably i know that i'm not especially attracted by pregnant women myself mm-hmm. So it's hard to, for me to imagine someone wanting to play with me mm-hmm. being so obviously pregnant. So that, I think, affects also the fact that I don't really feel like playing with other people at the moment. I think a lot of people also consider when you're pregnant, you are a mother and mm. a mother doesn't have as much sexuality. Their role is to be a nurturing person, not to go out and express themselves in well, whatever fashion, but especially not sexually with other people outside of the marriage. Yeah, it's a bit of the binary, you're a slut or you're 
a saint. And when you're pregnant, you're more in the saint kind of mm. box, even though you're not necessarily, but that's how people look at you. So people now see you as maternal rather than a sexually desirable yeah. person. Except maybe. Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> Have you talked about playing separately, though, as a result of this? So if you're not having or... or as interested in sex right now have you talked about perhaps um kiwi going off and doing his own thing well actually yeah we have and i have actually gone and played separately a couple times when sherry is not in the mood and it's late at night and just go to the living room and take out the laptop and (laughs) (laughs) but not playing with other people (laughs) (laughs) we haven't talked about it i think that's not part of our play style no for us, it's about doing it together. Sage, your questions. Is it? Oh, okay. All right. Um, I was going to ask um, if if you would have still have gone to Capdagd in your pregnant state, assuming COVID crisis wasn't mm. thing. We considered it before the whole lockdown uh, happened. We we mentioned maybe going for a long weekend um, earlier in the pregnancy, maybe in the second trimester. Yeah. But uh, obviously that couldn't happen. Um but that it would be a very different experience in CAP. I think it would be very welcoming to pregnant women because um, there's people there of all different body shapes and people we've seen people in wheelchairs without limbs and all sorts of things. So I think as a pregnant woman, people wouldn't think twice or judge you or mm. bat an island. I think you Plus, would probably get more attention being pregnant. A lot of people would come over to you and want to chat to you and and find out and... But also, it's not always just about the playing in CAP. It's also about the being mm. naked and yeah. just yeah. living naked for a few days. So we don't have to play. I mean, we probably would have because the mm. atmosphere there is so sexy that you end up, you know, losing your mind and wanting to play. <laughs> Although um, it might be quite different if one of you is drinking and one of you isn't. Yes, that's also something I thought about because um, each time we've been to CAP, I've been drinking quite a lot mm. just to get in the in the mood and the party time and all that so i'm not sure how they would have gone down but we probably would have gone yeah i think so and in a way this whole lockdown has come at a perfect time for the pregnancy <laughs> i'm not saying that's a good thing it's terrible and it's no it's a pregnancy a that's come at the, at the right time in the yeah. end but it's, for a lot of people i imagine it's been the cause of their pregnancy <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yes, this was before the lockdown. <laughs> but in a way, it means that we don't feel guilty about if we decided not to go to CAP and we really wanted to go again this year, or we feel like we're missing out on parties or seeing yeah. our friends and those sorts of things. And we don't have to make that decision. That decision is made for us because of the pandemic. We definitely aren't going to play with anyone. And it, it allows us to have a guilt-free way of making that decision. And it takes it out of our hands. Definitely. Mm. Otherwise, I would feel a bit guilty, as in, oh, we can't play with those people, or there's a party we we don't want to go to because of the pregnancy and we're missing out because of me being mm. pregnant. Because Kiwi can drink, and it's not a problem. It's it's me and also... He's proved this weekend he can drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has definitely put a few drinks away. I've <laughs> got to represent New Zealand. I doff my cap to you. <laughs> nah. But in other aspects as well, outside of the lifestyle, we were doing a lot mm. over the last year or so because we knew that we wanted to try and have a baby at some point. And if it worked, great. If it didn't work, great. We're really happy together as a couple and we don't necessarily need to have a baby to improve on that. So we were trying to do as much as we could in the lead up to pregnancy 
so that we felt like we got the most out of those years without having a child. So I think this whole lockdown has eased the transition to having a child where it's not going to be going directly from being out every night, having dinner with friends, going for drinks, seeing a show to now you have a baby and you're not going to leave the house for a while. So it's eased that transition. At the rate we're going with this pandemic, by the time that um, <laughs> you know it, it, it eases up, it, there's a good chance you'll have you'll have had the baby, and there have been a number of months on top of it. Child will be off school. to college. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they'll be off to college. Um, How so, is your four-year-old? Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. So, w- what's your thoughts on playing again? As you intention that you'll get back into the lifestyle once um, you're, you're feeling com- confident again, or w- where do you see the future? I'll let you start off with that one. Ooh. Uh, we haven't really chatted about it. Uh, we're... No better time than the present. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I can't see us never going back. Do you say you can see us never going no, back? No, I can't. I okay. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working out the, the double negative. Fear. <laughs> <laughs> the look of fear on your face. No, no, no. Uh, I think it's, I mean, when it goes well, it's something that once you start, you just can't stop. Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the question mark is on the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that really is it. It's something which brings so much to our relationship beyond just sex. It's all of the amazing people we meet along the way and how it improves our relationship. Brings us together. Yeah. Our body confidence and just there's so many aspects of it, which it, it provides a lot to our lives beyond just sex. And I think I would have a hard time removing that part of my life. Do you think it's going to really change the way that you play? Because you guys have obviously you've been able to at a moment's notice go, let's go out and go to the pub. And having a child is quite a definite change of, of life. Have you kind of thought that through and had a had any chats about how it might influence things in the future like that? I guess we'll have to be a bit more organised, but I I think it's not the end of the world. I think it's just I mean, we left ours with tins of beans and, oh, you know, goodness. an open cupboard. So they were fine for a number of hours. <laughs> Here's some canned spaghetti and a lighter. <laughs> exactly. So you've got all of uh, lockdown to figure out some some decent babysitting <laughs> before the world goes back to normal, right? Yeah. I think for us and you especially, you very, you very much aren't someone who's spur of the moment and decide, let's do this tonight. Do you like to have a plan Almost a week in advance. I have to have a build to, up in my mind yeah. to be in the mood. I can't just, yeah, can't just decide, oh, let's rock up to a club tonight. It has to be something that I've uh, geared myself up for. You're, you're very different in the way that you'd be happy to to say, oh, let's let's go to a nudist beach today. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not I'm not ready mentally. Sometimes that spontaneity can add an element to it. I find. Yeah. yeah. But a week seems like enough time to find a babysitter. <laughs> does it i don't know i don't know about babysitters good luck with the future man good luck with the future <laughs> so if we jump to the far far future right kid or children are starting to grow up a little bit do you tell them about your lifestyle oh that's a really really interesting it's a really interesting question that's a really tough call i Stop think stalling <laughs> <laughs> Half an hour later. Oh, I still don't well, know. my idea. I definitely want to bring up like age-appropriate sex education and parenting and that sort of thing. I, I think it depends on the relationships that we have at the time. And if there are people that we're particularly close with and whom we would introduce to our children, then maybe from the beginning, just letting mm. them know what sort of relationship it, it is and just it being normal. But if it's if we're just going out from time to time or meets 
or to the old party or something like that. It's not something which I think I would let them know early on. There would have to be something which is much later on once they can actually understand and comprehend the implications of it rather than just being mummy and daddy or having sex with other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not keen on the idea of um, telling our child or children about it. What if they find the podcast? They wouldn't. We'll send it to them. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll turn up wearing your branded shirts. We'll be okay. By In the, the time they grow up, podcasts won't be a thing anymore. What? Heartbreaker? <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> Don't worry, this thing, this additional bit of the hobby that we all enjoy, it won't exist anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Shereen. All this hard work and time and effort were put into it. Yeah, we'll see. But um, at the moment, my first thought is, oh, oh, God, no. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's my first impulse. Why do you think it's because other people will then uh, judge them by association with what you've told them or because you just don't feel comfortable telling them? I don't feel comfortable telling them. And also... I think any kid who's a bit different in school gets already bullied. Like if they have uh, same-sex parents, for example, mm -hmm. or anything a bit different. So I don't want to be the reason for the child to go through a rough patch. True. But do you not think things have moved on sufficiently now that people are more accepting of, you know, different family arrangements now than ever? Family arrangements, yes. Swinging, I think there's still <laughs> quite a bit of a stigma around it. Yeah. So do you think this is going to open you up to a whole new selection of people that you're going to meet because, you know, sort of new play groups, new school, school gates. Yeah, oh my school God, gates. like mums and toddlers groups. <laughs> <laughs> the mums and toddlers ethical non-monogamy group. Yeah, you can start the business card now. <laughs> and, yeah, be handing them out as you're going along. Oh, there's a hot mum dropping off the kid. Yep, there we go. Just slip one of those in the, uh, in the car windscreen. You'll be fine. Would you be like swilfs instead of milfs? Yeah. Swingers I like to fuck. <laughs> 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 we'll look at the NCT classes with a whole new light now. Oh my god! Oh, do you not drop it into every conversation like I do? By the way, we do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's the podcast about? Couldn't possibly tell you. All right, you've twisted my arm. It's about swinging. <laughs> <laughs> if you insist, yeah, insist absolutely. The, the the children thing is an interesting one because, as you know, if I could go back and do things all over again, I would hundred percent be honest and tell children. Just my, not our children, just any children. children. Any child. <laughs> Back to waiting outside the school gate again. Yeah. We're going to make our own Minions film where it basically explains that we are swingers. Yeah, but hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? And I've, you know, I've got my reasons for that. But absolutely, you, you, people should do what they, they feel most comfortable with. But yeah. what, I, what I will say, though, is, um, and we've been honoured to spend some time with you over the last uh, couple of days, um, is that I, we absolutely believe that you guys are going to be amazing parents because of the way that you've mm. taken care of our dog. You've, <laughs> our cat. You've, you've made sure that we're all safe. And yeah. yeah, it's been fantastic. So we think that you guys will be amazing, but also sexy parents Couldn't as well. Couldn't happen to nicer people. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're so excited for you. And when you. you get back to the likes of style, don't forget to think about us. We <laughs> do all the time. <laughs> and I'm sure raising a child is no more difficult than looking after Yoko. Or a Tamagotchi. Exactly. Although <laughs> I did babysit someone's Tamagotchi years and years ago, and I kept on feeding it until it sadly died. Is it like looking after Nintendogs? You know, because all over the world now, I'm guessing there's lots of dead Nintendogs. Yeah, this is, this is true. So we discovered Mrs. H's um, Nintendo DS 
uh, a while ago and um, we opened it up and it still had some power left and she'd oh, been playing Nintendogs which, which if you've never heard of it the, the our concept was that you uh, raise a little puppy and look after it and you give you know you clean it and feed it sounds really cute it's, it, it sounds, does sound cute it sounds beautiful and nice but if you don't do that for the best part of 12 whole years then the dog <laughs> doesn't look so hot I mean, they, they <laughs> has, has a lot of fleas yeah they don't oh die they just look really really sad because the game wouldn't really kill the dog let's face it because that's barbaric mm. but it is not in good shape i would imagine i'm just picturing the dog from futurama <laughs> don't don't ever speak of that dog in futurama because he's in for a rough night if you do we we watched that <laughs> once cry and, and cry. Um, 12 hours later she was still inconsolable oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. i think i probably had a nosebleed i was so traumatic and... the only thing that will help <laughs> is buying me a puppy <laughs> <laughs> no i think i had to go and have a bath and a glass of wine calm down Sit down, shower, quiet, yeah. cry, wank. No, there was no wanking involved. <laughs> oh, in my head there was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're a wrong one. You really are. <laughs> However, yes, that was about, I haven't got any more questions. Oh, good. Nicely no. summarised. No, 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 no more right. questions then. No. Do you want to do a wrap up? No more questions, Your Honour. Um, <laughs> yes, but first we've forgotten one of the most important pieces of the news, which have happened recently. Since lockdown, I've decided to stop shaving and grow a beard. How did we overlook this? Yes, the beard. It's, I, I'm so used to it now that it's just blended now. It's what I expect to see when I see your face. It needs its own segment. It is a magnificent beard. It's truly tremendous. Mm. Yeah. It's a good wood chopper's beard. I think it I'm going to really move is. to the bush yeah. and quit my job, <laughs> just have an X and survive. I'll have to come back from time to time. You too. look like a lumberjack. Yeah. I think because we haven't been meeting other people, it's been a good opportunity to grow a beard. As soon as we start meeting people again, I think the beard has to come off. It's not a sexy beard. It's a, oh, it's a great beard. beard. I like Magnificent. It. I like it. I was yeah. led to believe that you're hiding both food and condoms in it, so just so in, in case you need them at a moment's notice. <laughs> it's a utility beard. Batman has a belt. I've yep, got a beard. Exactly that. I think the beard needs its own Instagram page. Yes. It's like it's developed its own personality and great beard. Such mm. a good colour as well. Yeah. Oh, why, thank you, everyone. Why you had to dye it pink, I'll never know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the best colour. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so thank you, everyone, for listening to the very short update episode of where we've been and where we're going to be for the next while. And thank you very much, Mr. and Mrs. H, for joining us. Or it's, us for joining you. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. And, and thank you for having us. And how can people find you? Um, well, they mostly hunt around outside in our bins, so they seem to know where we already are. But if you want to send us an email, it's bedhoppersuck at gmail.com. <laughs> and are you on Twitter? We are at Twitter. Are. Also, bedhoppersuck. How convenient. <laughs> so you can find us on Twitter at Kiwi and Sherry. You can reach us via email at kiwiandsherry at gmail.com. And you can find us on the internet at sharingiscaringpodcast.com. And remember, sharing is caring. <laughs>